0: Hey, Bob. Morning, Bob. I all all right. Hmm? I know. Well, good morning, Mount Zion Church. Everybody doing okay today? Amen. Yeah. Hey, Let me read you Psalm 100. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Praise his name for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. Amen? Amen. You know, the beauty of that verse is for each generation. That's the part I like. So when we pass it down to our generation, our kids and our grandkids, it is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. His faithfulness continues throughout the generations. It's a promise we can make to our kids and our grandkids. And know that it is a faithful and true promise. Amen? Amen. Come on.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Your love makes me sing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, your love makes me see your love. Makes Saying hallelujah.
0: A praise today. Aren't you thankful for God? Go ahead and have a seat. Aren't you thankful for God today? I hope you are. I hope you are. We go into Thanksgiving week this week. I am, uh, we are in this series of Thanksgiving, and I just thought that verse, which is in my message today, is a great way to open worship, to just praise Him and know who He is for who He is. Look, a couple of announcements. Next Saturday, Eva could really use your help. Eva. Okay, this is Eva. Folks, don't let me down, okay? Eva needs your help decorating the church, getting it all ready for Christmas. And so that will be Saturday at 10 a.m. Please sign up in the back so Eva can give you a call to remind you so that you will be here next Saturday at 10 a.m. We really, really, really appreciate your help. Also, if you notice in the uh, front of the church back there, there's a uh, I guess at the back of the church, on the road is our banner for experiencing Christmas this year. We're going to talk about the senses of things that we see, smell, touch here uh, during the Christmas season. We have uh, invite cards in your bulletins, but also back table. Give them out, send them out. There's lots of people who don't go to church any other time than Christmas and Easter. So this is a great time to invite them. And and overwhelming statistics will say people don't come because of the music or the pastor or anything else. They come because someone invited them. So they're not going to come if you don't invite them. So invite them. That would be great. And then also the seniors have a Christmas party coming up on December 8th at 5 p.m. And you can see Miss Brenda or, or Mr. Lionel for that, and also Sandwich Sunday coming up in two weeks, where we are going to. Uh, you know what? Speaking of Sandwich Sunday, I forgot about this. Okay. So Sandwich Sunday, what we're going to do in two weeks is we're going to have ham and a turkey, and then everybody bring your favorite Hollywoods. Hollywood, bring your, bring your favorite bring your favorite Hollywoods. Hollywood celebrity with you, that would be great. Just, just call them up and say, hey, Mount Zion Church is doing a potluck. We'd love to have you. I'll just roll with that, right? Just, just, if you're going to make a mistake, just go with it. Your favorite holiday or Christmas sides. We only have one problem with that. We have the turkey. Thank you, Susan, for donating the turkey. We just need somebody to cook it, and we also need someone to cook a ham. So, if you can volunteer for that, please see Debbie and let her know so we don't have to worry about that not getting done, because that would be a bummer. Um, so, right? <laughs> so, that is going to be a great time in two weeks. Please, um, and then I think what we're going to do—I I really enjoy this. This year, Christmas falls a little funky. We have Christmas Eve on Sunday, so that'll be kind of a fun day. Um, we'll have our, our last of our series in the Chris, experience in Christmas, but then the following Sunday is New Year's Eve day. It's not New Year's Day, but New Year's Eve day, and one of my favorite things to do is for us to have breakfast downstairs. We did it last year because New Year's Day fell on Sunday, and nobody went for my calling it Hangover Sunday, but that's okay. That's okay. Don't laugh that hard, Jesse. Come on. So so what we'll do is the last Sunday of the year, we'll go do service downstairs. We'll have breakfast, music, devotion. It'll be a fun time. And so we'll plan on doing that. It's just a great way to wrap up the year. And so that's pretty much it, unless I'm forgetting anything. We have adult Bible study downstairs at 9 o'clock with Miss Jerry every Sunday. We encourage you to come to that. And also Wednesday nights. Oh, speaking of Wednesday nights, we will not have our Wednesday night Bible study this week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Okay, I remembered John. I'm excited. I remembered that. Okay, are we all good? Okay, why don't we all stand to our feet and meet and and greet one another? You can do both in five minutes. Five. Oh, you know, Rita. Don't. You're not helping. <laughs> they already struggle. <laughs> And I want to say good morning to everybody online this morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we consider you a part of our church family. Also, if my grandson Maverick's watching this morning, hi, Mav Man. I love you and looking forward to seeing you this week as well as my daughter Alicia and my son-in-law. At my son Dominic, and so God bless you all for watching this morning, and uh, please stay tuned. Uh, We have a great rest of our service, and uh, today we're finishing up our series in "Thanks Living," and so thank you again. If you need any information about Mount Zion Church, just go to the link that's right there in the post, uh, MtzChurch.org. Also, you can do online giving as well. So. We would love to uh, serve you and help you comment, send us a message. We, want to, uh, we just want to bless you. So have a great rest of the day, and enjoy the rest of the service. Thank you so much for paying such close attention to the, I don't know what's wrong. My wife's not helping, my wife's not helping, she's, Did everybody say hi to Denise? Everybody go, hi, Denise. Denise, great to have you back. Great to have you back. Yes. Hey, you know, I forgot one other announcement. December 3rd, which is also our Sandwich Sunday. We have a busy day. Sandwich Sunday. Day. Sandwich Sunday. Sunday. Day. 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 So, I'm am, I'm am out of sorts. Okay, so what we have is first of all we do have a celebrity baptism because Jackosaurus is where is he? Jack is getting baptized on December third, and like I told them, I'll put you down in the water and bring you up when the bubbles stop. You'll be all good. And then and then also we will be dedicating baby Isaac as well. So I'm trying to, th- and if anybody else would like to be baptized, please see me and let me know, and we can make that happen as well. But I'm thinking that's only going to leave me, and, and I know they're going to applaud, probably only about a 20-minute message. So, Yeah, I'm Pentecostal. Good luck with that. So good luck with that. So anyway, that that is going to be a very exciting Sunday, and uh, I'm looking forward to it for sure. You know, that's that's it, man. I, I married you guys, doing a dedication and a baptism. Got all checked off our list. <laughs> yeah, until until Jack gets married, and then we'll do that. Oh, what do you say? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, Jack. I'm just kidding you. Well, Let's pray for the offering and I want to encourage you again We have one more month until we hit our end of the year and we really could use the end of the year giving Not only for benevolence, but just to pay the bills uh, You know as you all know everybody's bills are going up Including the churches and we need your help and we also need to set our budget for next year And so it's a really helpful to start the year strong So if if God lays it on your heart and online as well. We appreciate any of your end of the year giving that you can do and just continue to be faithful. So, Father, thank you. Thank you that you are always faithful to us. That God, no matter what, you're always there for us, you always provide for us. Now, God, as you speak to our hearts about how we worship you in this way, that God, we know we can never outgive you. But we also know you will always take care of each and every one of us. So, Father, I pray for those stepping out in faith today in ways that maybe they hadn't before. And I pray you show up in the mighty way that you always do and bless them. For those that have a heart to give this morning but are not in that place, I pray, God, you speak to them, you encourage them, and you bless them. So, God, give us wisdom. Give us clarity on how to be good stewards of your resources here at Mount Zion Church. Provide as you always have. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This is one of my favorite songs. I think I just like the first song, the first line. You hold my every moment. Father, thank you for holding every one of my moments. Come on, let's stand to our feet as we worship our healer this morning. You hold my every
1: moment. You calm my raging sea. And you walk. give to you oh God for everything you have given to us what do we give to you oh God for everything you have given to us we offer our lives to you oh everything you have given
0: this morning that you heal her back and the infection in her body. Oh, Father, we pray for Jerry Caton this morning. Ask you to heal his leg miraculously. Let it just confound the doctors how fast he healed. Heal his whole body. Do a miracle. Lift up Janet and their son to you. Give them patience, peace, strength during this time rejoice in you today God in the spirit of thanksgiving we love you we praise you today we love you Jesus we love you Jesus in Jesus name the church said amen 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 go ahead and have a seat this morning God is good the time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have, like I said, I feel a little out of sorts today, but sometimes that just means I need to leave a little room for the Holy Spirit to move today. So let's ask God to do that. Father, just as we go into our message this morning, we ask your Holy Spirit to move in each and every one of us. Father, fill us, overflow us, give us ears to hear, give us a heart ready to move, a heart ready to be molded and shaped by you. We give thanks for everything in you, and in Jesus' name, the church said. Amen. 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 I have loved this series. I I ago, we started, my favorite part about this whole series was the word grating. I hope you're not grating. That means you're abrasive or abusive or you take things for granted. We want to be grateful, not grating. Amen. And then we laid out having an attitude of gratitude. And we talked about the science that even backed it up that when you have an attitude of gratitude, you have a better life. Not just by the Word of God, but by science has even proved that. We looked at some scriptures that actually command us, not a suggestion, but command us to be grateful people. We looked at examples of ingratitude, and we looked at some tremendous examples of gratitude. We even did, if you remember, a couple of weeks ago, we did the gratitude dance. And because Jesse and Kat missed that, um, if you could stand and do your gratitude dance, we'd really appreciate it. I'm just kidding. You don't have to do it. Nathan had to do it last week. That's okay. <laughs> but it's true. Last week we looked at the story of the ten lepers, if you remember. And only out of the ten, only one came back and thanked Jesus. So we looked at some practical ways to become grateful. Now, I'm going to ask you, did anybody try anything new in being grateful last week? Did anybody reach out to be purposefully thankful in a different way? All right, so an incredibly effective sermon. It's good to be the king. The Word of God tells us that this should be a continually daily attitude. I hope you're looking for ways to have gratitude. We talked about how during Thanksgiving dinner, when you get together with your family and friends, that you would get together and you would find ways to show each other how thankful you are for each other. I hope and encourage you will take some of those things and put them into practice to show you're being thanks-living, that you're thanks-living all year long. Listen to these scriptures. I'm going to read a few scriptures that back up this kind of thanksgiving life. We've read so many scriptures. Remember I was telling you, I could just sit here for three weeks and read scripture about being thankful, but I've picked out just as few as I possibly can to just make the point how God wants us to be thankful. In Ephesians 5, the first four verses imitate God. Therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, no impurity or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, fill it with, instead, let there be thankfulness to God. Then it goes on a few verses later in Ephesians 5, verse 15. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself, making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Going back to the end of that verse, I love that verse 19. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Notice how God separates those things. He didn't just say, sing some songs and some psalms. He said, also spiritual songs. And among yourselves making music, I love this, to the Lord with your hearts. So what he's talking about is, is your prayer language. He's talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit there. If you were singing in your prayer language, remember, it's not about the quality of your voice. It's about the quality of your heart and the sacrifice of, to God. It's a joyful noise, it says. Just ask the person in front of you, and I'm just telling you. But those spiritual songs, they come out of your hearts. They come out of your hearts. And whether you know it in in a prayer language or whether you know it in in your regular language, it doesn't matter. Is it coming out of your heart, out of the Spirit of God that fills you? It's beautiful, making music to the Lord in your hearts. Isn't that a beautiful phrase? Philippians 4 says this, Always be full of joy in the Lord. And I love it. I say it again. Rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and mind as you live in Jesus. I love that. Isn't that amazing when we just... Thank Jesus for what he's done. When we thank God for what he's done, it tells us that we will experience his peace beyond our own understanding. Sometimes that's hard for me. I feel like if I'm at peace, it means I don't care. Does that make sense? Sometimes I feel like like if I'm at peace about something, you know, like, I feel like, well, I guess that's what, what the, the disciples felt about Jesus. He was in the boat sleeping, and a, the storm is all around him. They go, Jesus, don't you care? They're confusing peace with care. And so sometimes we have to let the peace of God go over us and realize we still have care, we still have concern, but we're going to thank God and let his peace come in. Amen? I love that. 1 Thessalonians, we've read, five, chapter 5, verse 16. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. We need to be grateful for everyday stuff, you know, our day-to-day worldly stuff, but the small stuff, we stressed that last week, the last couple of weeks, but we also need to be truly grateful for, for the spiritual stuff as well. We don't serve a God that, is, that, that it's a spectator sport. Christianity is not a spectator sport. We are participants in the kingdom of God. We are partners with our Father in heaven and evangelizing the world. It's amazing to me that he trusts us with all of that. But we have to be, have this mindset, this attitude of what Jesus did for us. I'll never forget. I've said this several times when, when my buddy Frank, when I first came to the Lord, and, and my buddy Frank would pray. Every time he prayed, he cried like a baby. And I went to his brother-in-law, who was our pastor at the time. And I said, man, Pastor Larry, how come Frank, every time I have him pray, he cries like a baby? I mean, Frank's a big, you know, tough, rough and tough guy, you know, and the minute he starts praying, tears. And I don't, I don't mean just crying. I mean tears. And, uh, Larry, I'll never forget, said to me, well, Frank knows how much he's been forgiven for. And he's never lost that appreciation for what Jesus has done. I want to have that too. I want to feel that all the time, that gratefulness to what Jesus has done for me. When we don't maintain a thankful attitude about Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, we can tend to take him for granted. We read this at the beginning of worship this morning. Psalm 100. Shout with joy to all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. The Lord is God. He made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, And into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. I've met so many Christians throughout my ministry in years. They love to worship God. They love his presence. And I hope that describes you and me too. Don't get me wrong. However, there's a process, a procedure to enter into the king's court. And I don't want to get into all the Old Testament things about the gates and the courts and the inner courts and the inner stuff. But if you think about it this way, there's a process. If you ever see, forget who's in the office, but the office of president. If you've ever seen in the office of president, when a president comes somewhere, it's a big deal. It's a big deal when the president comes somewhere. When you are going to go anywhere near the presence of of the president... If you're going to go near him, there's a process you have to go through. You have to go through background checks. You have to go through medical detectors, sometimes being patted down and frisked. Secret agent, secret agent, secret service will watch your every move. It's, it's, being in royalty has a price. And being in the presence of that royalty has a price too. And the key is the process that you go through. The key to being in the presence of our King is found in Psalm 100. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. I met people who just want to rush in and feel his peace, rush in and feel his awesome power, rush in and feel his presence, but they don't stop to be thankful for who he is and how he has blessed us. Does our attitude make a difference to God? I think we can see by all these verses we've been reading for the past two two or three weeks, over and over again, he wants us to have an attitude of gratitude. Our attitude matters to God. Having a thankful attitude not only makes all the difference in our relationship with God, but it makes a difference in our relationship with each other. Don't you love being around grateful people? I remember uh, going to a marriage seminar, a family seminar. I can't remember what it was. It was one of those. You know, I, I, would, I, I would love going to those things because we'd always get one thing out of it. Like we go to one of those three-day seminars or something. It'd be Friday night, all day Saturday or whatever. And we go hours and hours. And we always get like one little thing. And I remember this one guy was talking about how he had this one sign that was about two blocks away from his house. It was like a yield sign or a stop sign, something like that. And he put it in his head that, that, listen, every time I see that sign, he said, I'm going to remember how grateful I am for my wife and how much I love her. Just a simple little sign to remind him. Because sometimes he was very tired coming home from work. Sometimes he had a bad day at work. And he noticed something very similar. very uh, convincing him to continue doing that after he had kids. He noticed that when every time he saw that sign and thought that, he walked in with that attitude. An attitude that, that said, hi, honey, I'm home. I'm so grateful to you. I love you. And he noticed her mood immediately change. He noticed when he came into the house with the, with the kids, with that attitude, everybody knew it was going to be a great night. Because sometimes, especially dads, but uh, any parent can do this. You can have a bad day and you walk into your home and the temperature lowers all of a sudden. It's just cold in there. A lot of times it depends on how you enter into the house. We used to have a rule in our house that the kids couldn't, we couldn't turn on the TV for the first hour. The first thing you had to turn on was music just to have that atmosphere in the house. Typically it was Christian music um, and and. I just can't tell you how much it changed the atmosphere. That mindset versus coming home going, I had a horrible day, traffic was terrible, my boss was a jerk, hi, I'm home. I knew too too many guys, and I've learned this the hard way, believe me, that we give our best at work and we give our least at home. When we should be giving our best at home. And I always knew I had to, gear it up, gear it up. So I had a yield sign. It was a yield sign when I turned on left on Hillcrest to go at our house in Antioch. That reminded me that I set the temperature in the house. Having a grateful mindset helps set the tone for how the rest of the evening will be. It helps your spouse know that you, you're seeing each other as a team, and that your needs are important to each other. If you ever go to one of my marriage counseling, you know, enrichment or premarital counseling, one of my favorite uh, slogans that I share with the couples is, when meeting an emotional need of another person is an emotional need of yours, that's when you really love someone. You really love someone, meeting an emotional need of another person becomes an emotional need of yours. We start to put the other person first simply because we love them, not because of what we can get out of them. God desires that we worship him. But in addition to that, he wants us to recognize all he does for us. And he's not an egomaniac. God desires this for us. He knows that we need to do this. Otherwise, we start taking him for granted. We start acting like we deserve it. You know, I've been really obedient to God this week. He should be blessing me by Friday. We think we deserve all of our blessings. And as a result of all of our hard work, look at all I've done for you, Lord. And we can get entitled. And we can start like we, acting like we deserve all these blessings in our lives spiritually. And we can start to look a little bit like this if you can play the video, that'd be great. Hey guys, I got you each a gift.
2: No way, Jesus, why? Well,
0: I just love you guys, so I wanted to get you
2: something. (laughs) So
1: nice.
0: Laura, you first.
2: Oh, this is so exciting. Oh, will you look at this, a little eight ounce can of Coke? This is perfect for me. I
1: looked everywhere to find a gift for you, and this just seemed to fit.
2: I love it. Drew, (laughs) yeah, your
1: turn. All right. (laughs) No way, Jesus. Seriously? Oh, yeah. 20 ounces of Coke? Yeah, baby. Woo! This is awesome. Oh, Jesus, thank <laughs> you so much. You're Laura, we gotta go show Richard our gifts. Come on. Okay.
2: Hey, Laura. Is there a problem? No. I mean, well, yeah, kind of, you know? It's just that every time you give people gifts, you always give everyone else more than you give me. What do you mean? I mean, like, I open my gift and... Oh, cute, eight ounces, and then Drew opens his gift, and hello, 20 ounces.
0: Oh, I know it. Well, that gift is for Drew. Uh,
2: Well, that's what I want. Uh, Go get it for me.
1: Okay, if that's what you want.
2: Yeah. I got a (laughs) liter! I know, it's one liter of God's sweet goodness. Jesus gave it to me. He did? Yes! (sighs) You know what? You're going to meet somebody with a bigger bottle, and you are going to be so
0: Laura, check it out! I got an upgrade, Coke 3.0. That
2: is awesome! I know! (laughs) Well, isn't that just great? Yeah! Hey, Jesus, you rock! Yeah, what is wrong with you? Why are you holding back your best from me?
0: I gave you my best. Don't you see what's happening here? You're letting everyone else's gifts steal your joy.
2: No, Jesus, you are stealing my joy by giving everyone else more than you give me.
0: Laura, I picked this gift out for you. That's what
1: I wanted you to see.
2: I don't care.
1: Until you can look past this, all you're going to see is a can of Coke.
0: Isn't that great? Jesus wants us to see him in everything we have. Attitude of gratitude. God wants us to be thankful, not looking around, how come others have been blessed more than me, not comparing ourselves to their gifts, but just to be grateful for what he's done for us. I remember as a children's pastor, we used to do a big Easter egg, hunt, and uh, I, I always tried to assign families to our booths. Whether it was a nacho booth or a game booth or whatever, or a cotton candy booth, because I wanted families to work together, volunteer together. The kids were so excited about the outreach because they got to help. Not one kid would ever come up to me going, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I just want to get my eggs. Not one kid. Not Out of 180 kids, not one kid. But the parents <laughs> would come to me. all the, Every year, there'd be at least two or three couples that would come to me and say, when does my kid get to go in the jump houses and get his snow cones and all of his eggs? And I go, well, we're doing this for the community, and the kids want to serve with their moms and dads. Yeah, but when do they get to play? When is it going to be about them? And I said, but an outreach isn't about them. And I remember saying this. They have Jesus. They don't need bounce houses and and snow cones and, and cotton candy and eggs. They have Jesus. The other kids who are coming don't have Jesus. And we're using the other stuff as bait. And I'm okay with that but they have Jesus. And I was always amazed at how many of the families didn't really get that. The Apostle Paul, in teaching the Thessalonian church, specifically noted that giving thanks in everything is God's will for us. God wants us to recognize that he is the source of all good things. And we acknowledge, when we acknowledge God's grace towards that and we're thankful to them, it serves like this kind of, you know, we talk about vaccines all the time, right? So this is your inoculation against pride. Thankfulness. Thankfulness reminds us who we are and who God is. Because so many times, I know I go off the rails all the time. I don't purposely say I'm God, I don't do that. But I start getting ahead of the will of God and I realize, ooh, I'm not even considering him in what I'm doing. I'm not considering him in my decisions. I'm not considering him with my family. I'm not considering him on Saturday when I partied too hard Saturday night and I wasn't considering him to get up early in the morning on Sunday to go to church. So I find myself getting ahead of that. But when I have a thankful attitude of who God is, Suddenly I realize he's God and I'm not. And it humbles us and allows us to be thankful for his p- for provision. I love this in First Thessalonians that we read. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. And then here it is. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. I want you to watch this one word that means everything in verse 18. It says be thankful in all circumstances, not thankful for all circumstances. Big difference there. No matter what you're going through, I'm not going to think, oh, I got the flu really bad. God, thank you so much for that flu. Thank you. I feel terrible. But I could be thankful in it. Thank you, God, that I'm not worse. Thank you that I'm not in the hospital. Thank you, God, for medicines that make me feel better. Thank you for giving me a roof over my head and a blanket to wrap myself in. Thank you for giving me a wife who ignores me when I'm sick. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> she doesn't. Yeah, she does. <laughs> That's because scientists will tell you when men get a cold, it's ten times worse than when women get a cold. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I know, you're not buying it either, I know. <laughs> Once again, no one cares about your opinion, Pastor. Tell us the Word of God. Tell us the Word of God, amen? The message says First Thessalonians like this, I like this, be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time, and thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you wants you who belong to Jesus Christ to live. Beautiful. So how do we live this way? Well, we have three key things in this passage. Number one, always be joyful. Oh my God, Jesus. If you just woke up in the morning and go, "Oh my gosh, I have Jesus." No matter what happens in the world today, Jesus could come back, I got Jesus. Never stop praying. You'd be like Susan. All day long she talks to God. All day. You told me that. All day long. She doesn't set aside, sometimes I set this half hour to pray. She just prays, talks to God all the time. So don't make fun of her when you drive past her in a car. Okay? You always have something to be thankful for. I know you do. I know you do. That's why I mentioned it. And number 3 be thankful in all circumstances. The final statement for this is God's will for you belonging in Christ or as the message put it this is the way God wants you to belong to Jesus Christ to live meaning you're not living the way God wants you to if you don't choose to be joyful choosing to be joyful. There are people who choose to be miserable. They just do. They can't seem to find the good in anything. They can only find the negative. And if you find yourself praying in all circumstances, I guarantee you, you're going to find yourself grateful in all circumstances. It says we enter his gates with thanksgiving, acknowledging that he is the source for every blessing in our lives, that we don't deserve anything. But we receive his blessings with gratitudes in our hearts. Do you see how proper thanks living leads us to the next step? We enter into his courts with praise. Once you have thanked him for everything he's done, the next is you praise him for it. Once you realize how thankful you are to God, once you just say, God, I can't believe you did this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. It just draws you to the next step. Thank you. You are awesome. You are amazing. You're an incredible God. It just can't help it. So number one, I can be thankful that God is a good God. God is a good God. Psalm one says this. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Well, what if he's a bad God? Can he change to become a bad God? Maybe he was a good God when it all started out. No, it says Hebrews 13, 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. James chapter 1, verse 17. Whoever is good and perfect comes to us from God. Whatever is good and perfect comes to us from God above, who created all heavens, lights. Unlike them, he never changes or casts or shifts shadows. He will always stay the same. Number two, I can be thankful for God's unfailing love. Even when I've failed, he never fails. Psalm 107 verse 8 says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. Well, what if his love failed, pastor? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, His love never fails. See, here's the deal when you have the Word of God. That's why it's so important to, to learn Scripture, to dive into that Word. Because that's where our thoughts go. Our thoughts say things like, Well, what if he's a bad God? What if he's not that good? And then you read the Word, it says he's a good God. But what if his love fails me? What if I you know, do something and he just starts failing in me? Well, no, it says his love never fails. Or how about this? I I can be thankful that God is always near me. And maybe you feel like, I haven't felt like God has been near me. Well, we don't base our faith on our feelings. Psalm 145 verse 18 says, The Lord is near to all who call on Him. To all who call on Him in truth. It's okay to go, God, I don't sense you. I don't feel you. I want to see you. I want to have your presence in my life. God, let me know you are near. James chapter 4, verse 8 says, Come close to God, and God will come close to you. It's great scriptures. I am thankful for, number four, I am thankful for all the prayers God has answered. That's why it's important to journal and write things down. You know, my wife and I on our refrigerator have a bunch of silly pictures of our kids and grandson. We also have a couple of really cool pictures. But my favorite things on there are prayers that my wife or I have put up there. It's been overwhelmed in the past couple of years by Virgie's prayers. Virgie will write down prayers for Debbie and I. And so we put them on our fridge. So the whole, you know, when I get the coffee, the side of the fridge is right here. It's all Virgie prayers for Debbie and I. There's no better way to wake up. And sometimes I barely can see it, and I just go, ah. And I'll grab it off the little magnet and read it. Psalm 118 says this, I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. No matter whether you feel like God has answered your prayer, we know that he does. He either says yes, no, or wait. But if you feel like he has it, remember this verse. You have answered me. You have become my salvation. If you ever said, dear Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need to repent. Come into my heart. I give you my life. He will answer that prayer of salvation. Amen. Think about the list in your mind. The prayers that God has answered you. Some possible answers maybe for a spouse. Maybe you were praying for a spouse for a long time and God gave you one. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I have a long story. I won't, I won't tell it. I wasn't really praying for a spouse. I wasn't really looking. In fact, all my friends said I was going to be the last guy to get married. Yeah, I know. Don't be careful anybody ever says that. And there I was, 23 years old, singing in a bar. And I looked across the room Without even talking to her, I just saw her smile at me, you know, because I was incredibly handsome, and or she was laughing at me. It was one of the two. I'm not sure, and I said to my buddy next to me, and I told everybody at work the next day, I met the woman I'm going to marry. I'm going to marry that girl, and I did. And uh, it's the greatest gift God could have ever given me. But it's not like I was praying for it. God knew before I knew. Hallelujah. Before I even knew Him, He knew the right one. Or for children. Oh my gosh, you have kids and then you pray, oh God, please. I mean, if anything brings you to God, it's children. Because they don't come with that manual, they don't come with instructions. They don't. And then, and then you think, and, and unfortunately this is what we do, right? We go to our parents and we go, okay, what did all the things they do wrong and we'll do the opposite? <laughs> right? It's what you do. And then you go, well, they were right. And then suddenly the older they get, the more right you realize they were. And so you're like, and you go back, and you, it's just like this whole confusing thing. And, and I just remember, I, I remember those nights. I was telling Coulter about this. I, I loved the 4 o'clock, 3 a.m. feedings. I loved them. We were we bottle-fed. And so I would get up, and, and I just remember holding Alicia or Becca and, and, and holding them up to God, going, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing with this. <laughs> you're gonna have, they're yours, and you're going to have to help me and teach me to be a dad. And I'm amazed. I'm amazed how great my kids are. And not to put it in third place, but salvation. If there's any other prayer he's answered, there's no other one that's more important than our prayer for salvation. We could just be thankful for that each day. Or what about a job? It doesn't matter what job you have. You know, I always tell people this sometimes, well, I'm only working at this, I'm only doing that. And I go, you know, usually that God is just putting you in a place for your next job. A lot of times he puts you in one place for a season to get you ready for the next place. So you don't have to worry about that. Or for healing. It may not come in the way you want it to, right, Eva? <laughs> but Eva, really, since I've known you these past 12 years, God has healed you amazingly from where you were. Yeah, well, yeah. And those who have been around Eva for these past 10 or so years know God has done some amazing, and he's not done. He's not done. Or how about that wayward son or daughter? You can, Don't ever give up. Keep pray. amen. Keep praying for him. It took me 33 years, 32 years before I gave in to my grandma's prayers. All those things are a miracle. Don't give up on the miracle God has placed before you. Maybe God has told you he's going to heal you. He's going to do this, he's going to do that. Allow him, don't give up on it. Allow him to do it. And number five, I can be thankful for the Bible. Oh my gosh. The ruler of the heavens and the earth gave us his word. In Psalm 119, it says, At midnight I rise to give you thanks for your righteous laws. What would we do without this Bible? What good is the Bible? Why should we read the Bible? How about these reasons? It's the best-selling book in the world ever. Biblical faith is based, this biblical faith that we get is based on historical events. It's so funny to me, every time archaeology comes along with a new discovery, it always confirms the Word of God. It never goes against it. Jesus was a real person in history. Believing in the Bible's message, just ask any believer, it changes their lives. It's filled with real people, real places. Jesus has dramatically affected history. One man, a carpenter's son, at 33 years old, from the time he was 30 to 33, you show me another 30-year-old that people are, that's changing the world brilliant people, way more brilliant than you and me know that this Bible is true. And also, no matter what your deepest need is, it can be found here in this word. It's amazing to me what you can find in the word of God. You can find love in this Bible. It says we love because God loved us first. In the Bible, you can know truth. Jesus declared, I am the truth. You can know God. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You can overcome the fear of death in this Bible. Jesus by his death came to free those whose lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. I have seen more and over my 25-30 years of ministry they're just afraid to die they're scared of it and then you see these people that love Jesus Jane Gillick in hospice laying in a bed two days before she was to be with the Lord I leaned down in that bed and I said Jane Is there anything you need? And she looked up at me and said, "Pastor, says I I don't need a single thing." Then she passed away two days later. That's the way to do it, huh? That's the way to do it. This Bible gives us freedom from that fear. We can find forgiveness. To Jesus who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood to give him glory and power forever and ever. Amen. We can find peace in his word. Jesus said, I have told you these things that you may have peace. We can find freedom. If the son sets you free, you are free indeed. You can find joy in this life. There are so many that are weighted down by life. It's like walking through mud. But you can find joy no matter what. When you read this book, it says you are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And you can find security. I believe that neither angels nor demons, nor present nor the future, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Hallelujah. It's the world's most widely distributed book. And what the Bible says, frankly, makes sense that there must be a creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It also tells us that there's good and evil. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Well, how do you know? What is your moral compass? Just what you feel? Well, I believe in eight out of the ten commandments. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. If we're not in the last days, folks, with that verse, I don't know what is going on. We have trouble ourselves doing what is right. Even Paul said, for I desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. There will be a judgment for what we have done. Those unrighteous things will be in judgment. And therefore it leads to us needing forgiveness. The Bible says if we are if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I can be thankful for the eternal home that God has given me. In Hebrews chapter 12, therefore since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says, "No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him." Jesus said, "I go to prepare a place." Look at, it. I've said this a million times. I'll say it again. God made the earth in 6 days and took a nap. For 2,000 years, Jesus has been preparing a place for us. Imagine what that place is going to look like. God is preparing for us a place, and we can be thankful for it now. And lastly, most of all, I can be thankful for the gift of God's only Son. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15 says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Have you stopped to think about where you would be without Jesus? What your life would look like? I know where I was. I know where I was before I knew Jesus. I was in a place where the only person I could depend on, the only thing I could depend on was myself. Could not depend on anybody else. I'm going to depend on myself. Then the problem is, I realized I was undependable. So where do you go? went to Jesus. I was lost, Suicidal. I was it I mean... I wasn't constantly thinking about suicide, but I just kept on thinking at this one place on Taylor Road in Pleasant Hill. I could just turn turn the car and the pain would go away. I didn't have direction in my life. I didn't care about the sin in my life and what it was doing. I didn't have real connection with people. But because of this bridge, the cross because God reached in the muck and the mire and pulled me out woke me up let me realize that all those years of what my grandma's been praying for was true all those things that she whispered in my ear quickened my spirit all those sermons she took me to I started to remember all the hymns I used to sing with her I started to remember At some point God took the veil off and I had a personal encounter with him. There's no better way to live a life of thanks living than when you are so grateful and remembering how God reached in and grabbed you and saved you. And if we can walk every day with that, with that mindset every day, like I know Susan does, Every day, look what God is doing. We can live a life of thanksgiving. Amen. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. And I pray this Thanksgiving, you remember the words thanksgiving, that it's not just a day, it's a way of life. And it's a way of being in God's presence. It's a way of living your life to the fullest. It's the way of recognizing he's God and we are not. And Father, this morning we come to you with thankful hearts. I hope that each one of us can remember the moment you reached in and grabbed us, shook us a little bit, took the veil off our eyes, and we opened up and realized who you were. We humbled ourselves, we repented, and we turned to you and said, Dear Lord Jesus, have mercy upon my soul. Come into my life. Be the center of who I am. Help me to reckon the old man dead and fill me with your Holy Spirit. If you haven't done that, whether you're online or in here today, you know what? Let's all say it together. Dear Lord Jesus, Forgive me. I am a sinner. I have missed the mark. I thank you for your faithfulness even when I just ignored you. You still love me. Help me, God, to repent, to live my life differently, to live for you Follow You and know You. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Thank You, Jesus. So, Father, whoever maybe have prayed that, maybe for the first time in all sincerity and gratitude, grow some deep roots. Water it with Your Holy Spirit. Let good people come around them. And help them be stronger and rooted in your word, God. Father, give them boldness to look for help in whatever they need to follow you. God, I pray for all of us that this week we would have this attitude of gratitude, that we would not let go of it, that it would sink in our hearts, it would change our lives and our lifestyle, that, God, we would give all praise and glory to you. And, Father, we do this by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the word of God that's been given to us, help us to live a life of thanks living. We love you. We praise you. And in Jesus' name, the church said. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. Remember, we do not have Wednesday night. We'll be due to the uh, holiday. So have a great Thanksgiving.